Cardi B has made a name for herself as a well-known female rapper, but this wasn't always the case. Hello, my name is Maya Bernelli. Welcome to my podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Cardi B, and more specifically, how the album Invasion of Privacy took her from a one-hit wonder to a superstar. Cardi B got her start in 2013 when she gained popularity from her hilarious Vine videos. Between the years 2013 and 2015, she continued to gain a following on the internet. This got her a role as cast member on the reality show Love & Hip Hop New York. In the show, she openly discussed her music aspirations. In 2017, she signed with Atlantic Records. Later that same year, she released her single Bodak Yellow, which sat at the top of the Billboard's chart for three weeks straight. That single later reached diamond status and broke all sorts of records for female hip hop artists. Following Bodak Yellow, there was plenty of public speculation. Would Cardi B be just another one-hit wonder, or would she continue to release pop hits? In an interview with DJ Vlad, Cardi B says that a lot of her success in life is thanks to the way she was raised. Her childhood had a large influence on not only who she is as a person, but who she is as an artist. Here's a clip from that interview. Let's start at the beginning. You grew up in the Bronx. Yes. So what was the Bronx like back then? Because I know you, you kind of had issues with your mom. You and your mom would fight a lot and so forth. Um, well, like, um, you know, I moved, I moved to the Bronx when I was like eight years old from Washington Heights. And um, I started going to school in the Bronx when I was in uh, sixth grade, when I was 11. And it's just like, I noticed that like, like in order like, Everybody was cursing a lot more than more than the norm that I would curse, and it's just like everybody really like like when I was in sixth grade, a, a lot of girls they wanted to fight me, and I felt like I kept fighting every single day, and um, it got to the point that when I was like in middle school already, I was it was normal to me like it's like I gotta do this like this is what I gotta do. Um, I remember when I was like around twelve, thirteen. Uh, on my block, my, my I was in a van, my dad minivan. He was driving, and then he he stopped real hard, and some guy dropped in front of us. And I'm like, oh my god, dad, um, you just hit this guy with a car. Um, these everybody's gonna jump us. All these niggas is gonna jump us. And he's like, I didn't hit him. He just fell. And then when we got out of the car, me and my little sister and my dad, somebody shot him in the head. He dropped because somebody shot him in the head. And just little things that like that that you get to see. Like you get to, I feel like in order to get popping and or get respected around around my way, like I feel like you gotta fight. Or it's like you gotta be in a gang. I'm not saying that you have to, but like a person like me that like always wanna fit in, like you know, people wanna fit in, people wanna be the cool kid. You see TV, like you see on TV and you see these uh the popular girls are so crazy and like they hang out with their little clique. But in the Bronx, the popular kids are in gang, are smoking. Cardi's upbringing in the Bronx not only exposed her to and normalized swearing and violence from a young age, but it also shaped her into the opinionated and outspoken character she is today. In this interview, Cardi goes on to talk about how tough love, including a slightly abusive relationship with her mother, is what set her apart from her peers. She was expected to succeed.
In her interview, Cardi also talked about being a stripper. She said that she started stripping because she wanted financial independence. She was in an abusive relationship with a man, but she didn't have the financial means to leave or support herself. She said that stripping grew her confidence, but it also instilled body image problems and sparked jealousy. Given as though she was on the internet, both in her vines and as a reality show host, she was used to receiving criticism online. What she wasn't used to was not being able to clap back as she had when she was a child. Cardi expressed that also having been a stripper and been on a reality show, she felt more pressure to show that she was serious about becoming an artist. And that's what caused her to now work with newer producers because she felt appreciative of the people who had given her a chance to get to where she was and wanted to return the, that same favor to others. So now that we've talked about Cardi Beach's childhood and the factors that she deems influence her music, we're going to be analyzing her song, Through Your Phone. This song was written, um, many believe it to be about Offset, who was her partner, and he publicly cheated on her, and so many believe this was a response to that. So in these lyrics, Cardi B de- describes an initial feeling of betrayal and the want to expose him to people in order to get even. And fucking little fake ass friends coming around acting like they my bros. I seen your little group text where y'all all like to brag about your hoes, and you can tell your little bitch I screenshot it all her naked pics. Oh, you wanna send news to my man? Wake up and see your boobs on the gram, little bitch. These lyrics are referring to Cardi B finding explicit pictures in Offset's phone, and in order to get even, she posted them on her Instagram. I cannot stand you, right hand Jesus. I might just cut all the tongues like the sneakers. Nash the TV from Best Buy. You gon' turn me in the left eye. After finding out she had been cheated on, she was vengeful and was thinking of all of the things she wanted to do to get back at him. So this part of the song is the pre-chorus, and as you can hear, there's a little bit of a tone shift. It goes from being vengeful to being sad. So that was the chorus, and the chorus is the calmest part of the song. In the chorus, she's kind of reiterating what she heard and what she found on his phone in order to convince herself that she's not going crazy. All I can see is you heard different scenarios. Beyonce on my stereo, In this verse, we can hear Cardi reference Beyonce, who is another female pop star who was publicly cheated on. And she's referencing Beyonce's song Resentment, which is about her own cheating situation. The song continues with multiple other aggressive verses, concluded by one more combination of the pre-chorus and chorus, 
but for the sake of time and profanity, I will end the lyrical analysis here. Through Your Phone was co-written with Justin Tranter, who has co-written songs with other, um, other popular hits such as Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld, Sorry by Justin Bieber, and Good For You by Selena Gomez. Um, and it was produced by Andrew Watt and Benny Blanco, and they've worked together on popular songs such as East Side with Halsey and Khalid, um, Can't Get Enough with Selena Gomez and Jay Baldwin, and Roses with Juice World. Um, and the two pinned the pre-chorus and chorus, meaning they like set that down, and then left the verses open for Cardi B to write for herself. Um, and you can definitely tell that there's influences from people, the influences from these people who helped her produce this song can be attributed to the song's catchiness and mainstream success. So the second of Cardi B's songs that we're going to be analyzing is the song I Like It Like That. And this song has a pretty different vibe than other songs on the Invasion of Privacy album. In this song, she pays a tribute to her heritage being Dominican-American. And at face value, this might sound like any other popular rap song. Oops. Any other popular rap song in which rich, famous pop stars rap about the money and materialistic things they have. But considering Cardi B grew up in a vastly different environment, this song serves as more of a tribute to her success. The intro of this song samples Pete Rodriguez's I Like It Like That, which we are going to listen to here. I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. I like going to the Tula. I put rocks all in my watch. So dollars, diamonds, dressing fancy, multi-million dollar deals, designer shoes, expensive watches, and jewelry are all examples of luxuries that Cardi B has now that she didn't have growing up due to her success. I like sexes from my exes when they want a second chance. I like proving niggas wrong. I do what they say I can't. They call me Cardi, Cardi, dang it, body, spicy mommy, hot tamale, hotter than a Molly, burn, go, go, worry. This part kind of brags about the power she holds both as a woman or an ex and as a sex symbol for pop culture. part we just listened to was the chorus which is catchy and flashy and in typical cardi fashion the lines are fast and braggy
This verse in the song is primarily Spanish, and along with the Latin music, this is what makes this song the ultimate Latin crossover track. Um, And the rest of the song switches off between other Spanish verses and then the English chorus. I Like It Like That was deemed a huge success. It is described as a Latin trap song comprised of a trap, drum beat, and salsa music. Its music video, which included Latin dancing, got over 1.3 billion views. This song features and samples Dominican rappers, and it ultimately gives off this idea of a newfound Latin swagger. The reason I chose to analyze the album Invasion of Privacy was because it was a huge success. The album went triple platinum and had five singles, two of which reached number one on Billboard's Top Hot 100. Cardi became the first female to chart 13 songs simultaneously on the Hot 100, and she was the first female to have all of her tracks from an album certified gold or higher. This also this album also got her the top female rap album of the 2010s, according to Billboard, and it is the most streamed album by a female rapper on Spotify. Ultimately, the Invasion of Privacy album matters because despite the success of her mixtape Bodak Yellow, if it weren't for Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B would no longer be relevant. Many people can make a top hit. Take, for example, Cardi- Carly Rae Jepsen and Vance Joy. But not everyone can continue to turn out top hits. The success of her album not only kept her relevant, but it also served as an inspiration for many other female rap artists. 